With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back for more of High Noon with Nate Lucas and Bob Ramsey. We all knock off the edge around five. Fall in love from a kiss on Friday night. We've all had a broken heart. We've all closed down a few good bars. Take a look around, y'all tell me I'm wrong. Ain't the whole wide world just one big country song. All right, we are moving along here on a Tuesday edition at High Noon. Hot Mike comes your way at 2 today with Bob Ramsey, Cole Bartimus, I'm Nate Lucas, and it is time for a weekly staple that we try to do on Tuesday because it fits the name, but it's called Twitter Tuesday. Republicans lie and Democrats leave out Key pieces of the truth. <laughs> That's a new one. I like it. Yeah. That's good. Just mixing it up with whatever's Chris funny. Chris Rock. I love Chris Rock. All right, so I uh, I teased this to you guys right before we went on the air. We have segments within the segment, all right? So we got the headlines. That's going to be tweets that have sound attached to them, meant to generate a lot of conversation. And then on the we'll do the back half. We'll do the footnotes, just quick tweets that I thought were funny. Probably just a quick ha-ha. Maybe not spend a whole lot of time on them, but uh, we'll see. Uh, first one, we got the Renegade Rays. So the Yankees and Rays just wrapped up another series. They played basically two series within a week and a half of one another. And then at the end of that first series that they played about a week and a half ago, they had, uh, I, th- I think they won that series 2-1 to one in Tampa Bay, which extended their home record to 19-3. and three. And if you're a fan of conspiracy theories, Evan Roberts and Craig Carton uh, over at WFAN up in New York they had their conspiracy that they had their conspiracy theorist caps all the way turned on. Tampa's playing stupid ball right Yeah, now. and there's something suspicious about that, by the way. Yeah, they're probably Very cheating. Suspe- I, I didn't say it, yeah. but all I know is I'm a baseball fan. I know baseball. I like baseball. I was very skeptical with what I saw this weekend. Yes, me too. I have no evidence but other than... journeyman uh, outperforming bro, the baseball card. All of them. Christian Bethencourt? Hello? Taylor Rules? Yeah. What? Because you know what we do, most of us do? We don't know who they are, so we say, oh, the Rays are brilliant. Here's the problem. I know who they are. They're not good. Yeah. The Rays are 19-3 and three at home. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Is everybody going to wake up? Are you going to wake up when the article's written in The Athletic, or are you going to wake up now? Sometimes you don't need evidence. Sometimes you got to say, what I'm watching doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I'll do it. I'm not a Yankee fan. I have no hand. reason to say I'm going to raise my hand. Yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm seeing in Tampa makes no sense. No That's sense all. at all. That's all. Oh, oh wow. And they just split a four-game series in the Bronx. Yeah, and I heard, I heard about these suspicions, and... I'm like, well, don't you need to have a little bit of evidence? Or a theory. What's the theory? I that don't, they're what? They're too good? <laughs> or or I guess that the players don't have enough name recognition for the WFAN host so that so, they couldn't possibly that good. So baseball. these guys are saying they're cheating, but how? Tell me how. And then, then uh, I like a conspiracy theory. 
I like to catch cheaters. <laughs> but what, what is the theory? What's the deal? Well, they're too good. Well. That's not really a theory. <laughs> That's a goofy observation. And I just and think... And faux outrage. To me, it, it's a hack position. Yeah. You know? No and, doubt. And I also think, you know, now the, the New York Yankees are getting a taste of their own medicine because I thought there was a n- nonsensical try last night by, I guess it was the Blue Jays who accused Aaron uh, Judge. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh, coming up. So, you know, that maybe this is a taste of your own medicine, New Yorkers. Uh, well, well, hey, we'll just do that one now. We'll skip ahead. Let's do uh, let's do this one. So John Boy Media tweeted this one out. So Aaron Judge hits a home run as the Blue Jays broadcasters wonder why he keeps glancing towards the dugout. I don't know. All right, Buck. So you and I looked at each other at the same moment right when we saw this three yeah. pitches ago. Watch what he's looking at. Yeah. What is that? Where is he looking? Where is he looking? And he did In it more than once. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really unusual. But you and I both looked at each other when yeah. we saw that. Like, like did you see what I saw? Yeah. And you don't want to go, you know, throwing allegations around without knowing, but nah. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Apparently you do. I've had throw. guys look back when I was catching, and, and you obviously could see it, and he, he couldn't see the catcher with the way he was looking right there. Yeah, just did it again. Second home run of the night. So, what was he doing? To me, he was looking in the Blue Jays' dugout. Now, if the Sun were coming to the Yankees' dugout, isn't that what they were saying? The Yankees' dugout, right? Was he looking into I, the I, Yankees' dugout? I think dugout? it was the Yankees' dugout. So, but for what? I don't know. Have they, have they. Again, a non accusation, right. accusation. Have they found a way to, uh, to intercept uh, pitch com signals? And then letting him know? Is that what they're... What, what, everybody wants to accuse somebody. I'm for it. But tell me what the accusation is. <laughs> hey, guess what? Maybe somebody in the Yankees dugout was picking up on the pitcher tipping his pitches. Maybe by watching his fingers or something Who on knows? the pitch count. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, was the catcher giving signs? You know, no. He was probably using pitch count. Mm-hmm. So... The, the reality of all this is the game is now in this high alert stage of, is anybody cheating? Is anybody cheating? They've been cheating in Major League Baseball, I hate to tell you, with trying to pick up on tells from pitchers and catchers doing audited quirks since really I can never recall. That's why I believe that that Major League Baseball made a mistake with Pitchcom and, and iPads. There should be no electronics on the field or in the dugout. There just shouldn't. Let the players play the game. And if they catch Nate giving a sign and can use it to their advantage with their own two eyes, like Jim Edmonds would do, good. But the minute you go to electronics and start to intercept things, it's bad for the game, and they should get rid of it. Yeah, and really, I guess, screw the Astros for creating this whole fiasco. And some of these other teams that were involved that didn't exactly get hit with uh, yeah. some of the same implications. But yeah. I, I just think that when you start worrying about these types of things and then you have broadcasters and radio hosts that are insinuating these types of allegations without any basis behind them, it just creates for a really ugly, ugly scene. I mean, yeah. But and by the way, if he's peaking, you drill him. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's simple. 
That's it, the game policing itself. So, uh, but obviously the Blue Jays players didn't think he was peaking, or they would have drilled him. Right. I don't know. It is weird when you see a guy's eyes that are peering into the right. dugout. Like, there's no way to not suggest that that's a bizarre ordeal. The reality is, you know, he was hitting home runs, and maybe I'd go tell the pitcher to stop. Stop grooving it. Grooving it or whatever he was doing to tell the batter that those pitches were coming. Maybe fix that. Mm-hmm. Go look at more tape. That's what I would do. <laughs> Nate, you are not the only one who hates the city of Chicago. All right, you have uh, a... Is, is that is that a declaration? Is confirmed that, is that I hate I Chicago? I don't recall that. You know, Chicago's one of the America, America's greatest cities. City with broad shoulders. You, Absolutely. You made a joke one time calling it Chirac, and when no one laughed, you apologized well, for joke. it. That's not a joke. That's not a joke. Well, it is hey, Chirac. No, you, you have people in the national media who are apparently smarter than all of us, if they're in the national media, they support you. So this is from Colin Coward's show. Uh, the, oh, brother. The... Uh, ever grateful back after this Twitter account, which basically just polices media whenever they slightly slip up. Uh, Jason McIntyre, who's on Colin Coward's show, he had some comments uh, about the city of Chicago. Give me your top three cities you want to live in in America right now. Well, Chicago's unbelievable city. Chicago? Oh, I got a beach right at the city. It's like a war zone right now. It's like Afghanistan. No, it's Are not. you kidding me? I've no, been... Chicago's great. They're like some... Uh, All right, anyways, anyways Chicago. so Chicago's in your top three. Who else Chicago, you Chicago. I like living in Los Angeles. I love Vancouver, B.C. I love Vancouver, B.C. What was the question? Give me your top three cities you want to live in in America right now. <laughs> in America. <laughs> Vancouver is awesome. Uh, I, I don't want to speak... For the guy given the cities, my my, I think probably his choices are have some nostalgia involved with them, um, or he has the financial wherewithal and ability to yep. live outside of the air quotes bad areas and can get around it. hundred um, percent, oh, he can. And so. And so that that does change things a little bit. If you're living in the Hollywood Hills, and you go from there to Hollywood on on uh, Sunset Boulevard, uh, for, I mean from there to Ma- Malibu, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Life is great. <laughs> I would uh, guess if I had the paycheck coming in that uh, Colin Coward's making, I could probably make Chicago just as safe as anywhere else. Yeah, I think Coward lives what in, in mean- Manhattan Beach out there. Yeah, just- Manhattan Beach is pretty cool. But uh. I just thought that was interesting. Vancouver. When was the last time he went to Chicago? That's what we need to That I don't out. know, but uh, St. Louis got a shout-out because somebody in the comments section jumped in. Uh, there was a, This guy got ratioed like crazy, but it was uh, at, at Sam underscore UL underscore W underscore. They said, if anyone from outside of a city refers to it as a war zone, it's probably a great city. Chicago, Detroit, St. Louis, and Baltimore. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, well, well I don't know about it, that. I think <laughs> your theory just <laughs> Here's what I would say. If you think it's that cool, all right, uh, I'll show you a video that is from my sister's house in Chicago where they have gangbangers driving down the street that are just shooting off guns just because they're, they can. They can. All right, and if you got two young daughters and you're living in the city of Chicago, tell me how cool that is. It's not really that cool. And by the way, can I go ahead and take just for no reason a gratuitous shot at some members of the media? I'm not going to name names. Good people, sure. But the uh, this pile on fake positivity that the violence 
in the city, downtown in particular, there's a lot of great places in the city where it's relatively normal. I'm talking about downtown, that it's not dangerous, trying to present a narrative that it's not dangerous, is um, it's not only dangerous in itself, it's disingenuous. And, uh, well, I saw the FBI reports on the crime. Haven't we show, proven that those are bogus? Don't Doesn't anybody with a brain know that those reports are so altered and bogus that they have no value, zero value? Am I? Tell me if I'm wrong on this. No, those people do believe in those reports from those agencies because they will take any talking point from Supports those agencies and they will say that they're right. If you say that they're not right, then you are a domestic terrorist. Well... I guess I just made a list then. Mm. <laughs> Check it twice. Because you, I, hey, some of you people, smart people, good guys, you mean well, but it's dangerous what you're telling people. It's dangerous. Yeah, but they don't care. Disingenuous is a good way to frame those people. Uh, in the NBA, Joel Embiid was caught up in a little bit of a controversy, so SportsCenter tweeted this out, and uh, Joel Embiid had this to say after the series lost to Boston. I got to be better, and I will be better. Uh, that's what I'm focused on. Um, you know, all of us, uh, we got to, you know, come back and uh, find ways uh, to just keep improving and, you know, help the team. Uh, you can't win alone. Uh, I can't win alone. I can't. Me and James, we just can't win alone. You know, that's why basketball is played 5 on 5. So, you know, we just need everybody to just, you know, try to keep finding ways to get better and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. So there was kind of a split decision on Twitter on this one. Some people saying, no, you're taking him out of context. You're focusing too much on the the we need help or we can't do this alone comment. He, he, he did say, I need to be better. He took some self-accountability. But he also said, James and I can't win alone. So he did kind of single out James Harden as the star player alongside of him. So I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. Did you feel that that was unfair to his teammates? Second language, uh, y- yeah, somewhat. And I don't think he meant it to be that way. Is his demeanor and just his voice, it didn't sound like he was being real aggressive. So I can I, I, I don't think, think he I meant agree it that way. And I think anybody who watched the games and looked at the roster would say, I mean, it's been pretty traditional to say great teams need a third guy. They need three guys. And they don't have a consistent third guy. In fact, even Harden wasn't consistent. So, yeah. Trust the process. They, <laughs> They've been trusting it for like seven years. So they need, they, need a third, they need a third guy. And, and uh, that's not what he said and may not even agree with me, but they, they need better players. Well, not to completely spoil his narrative, but uh, I'm pretty sure he missed the first game of a series against Boston. That against Boston. Yeah. And did Philly win that game? Yeah. Oh. That's a good take. <laughs> that's a pretty good take. Fair I enough. Like that. Sorry about that. That's good. So you're going to let the facts kind of rule your opinion creating? Yeah. Come on. Facts don't care about your feelings is what I was told. (laughs) The big news of what we heard, we talked about a lot yesterday with Howard Balzer. They did indeed fire Doc Rivers today. So Mm -hmm. another coach who was in the second round of the playoffs is now looking for a job. Somebody's going to get some really good head coaches out there. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? I was looking at all the head coaches that are left in the National Hockey League. Outside of Rob Brendamore, these are all guys. um, Pete DeBoer, you got... uh, 
uh, Bruce Cassidy, who was the head coach of the Bruins when the Blues beat him. And the Sundance kid. DeBrewer was the head coach of the Sharks when yep. the Blues beat him in the Western Conference Final. And in um, uh, who's left out there in the East? Who am I forgetting? Oh, the Florida Panthers, Paul Maurice. You're who's, been, who's been in you know the playoffs for as long as you can remember. So co- coaches that couldn't quite get it done in the cities that they've been ousted from, it's kind of funny how they've got other organizations in the conference finals. No question. Awful announcing tweeted out this video. We got a little St. St. Louis flavor here because this was from the Sunday night game, the Mother's Day game between the Cardinals and the Red Sox that was broadcasting on ESPN. Now, awful announcing tends to be a, a little bit on the sensitive side. They try to drum up some controversy, and I want you guys to get help me out here. Tristan Casas was playing first base for the Boston Red Sox oh. uh, while he was wired up and talking to the crew, and Carl Ravitch had this Mother's Day-related question to ask him while he was playing the game. 3-0 and to Gorman. You know, we had Alex Cora on. I know your mom passed away when you were young. What does Mother's Day mean to you and, and your brother? Don't, 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 don't. Yeah, get rid of that. That's it. I've always liked Ravitch. What was he thinking? What could he possibly have been thinking? <laughs> Can we just please stop it with the miking up of a player while in he's in the game? You're telling me you can't find one of the other scrubs who's in the dugout for a half an inning to put on the headset and talk? We got to use the guy who's at first base, and that's going to grow the game? How is that growing the game? Show me any metric wherever where that's going to get a 12-year-old to go put on a glove and some cleats and hit the dirt. Look, you want to ask that question on Oprah? Okay, you're trying to get tears. Would you want? Did Ravitch want this guy to break down at first base? <laughs> <laughs> and how he grew up without his mom? I mean, it was so tone deaf. And look, I don't know Ravitch. I think he's had a terrific career, and he seems like a great guy. So there's my disclaimer again. I kind of hate when I do that. But that was dumb. The whole thing's that dumb. That was dumb. The whole ESPN telecast is as gimmicky as you'd expect from a failing company. I mean, you're sitting there, you're like, argue. which box is the game in? I'm watching 19 boxes. Oh, a, a solo cam on the, the star center field. I don't give a damn. Put the game on. And I haven't seen his apology. He should. That's something you should apologize for. Yeah, probably. I will say that Tristan Casas, yeah. he handled the whole situation with grace. He's a pro. He was very good. Yeah, he. I, his answer was very polite, and he played ball. But that's a weird position to be put in when you're in the middle of a game, and it's awful. You're supposed to be focusing on your competition. Ravage, and I mean this literally. He's better than that. That was a bad slip up. Not good. Next. I don't disagree. All right, so we got the footnotes. We can just burn through these pretty quickly. Uh, watch yourself. All right, so the Golden Knights tweeted this out. They said, our guy went near McDavid, so Edmonton is getting a power play. <laughs> they were they were not pleased with uh, some of the officiating in that series, but you know what? The Golden Knights came out on top against Edmonton anyway. So We'll ask Tim Peel about this uh, coming up at 2. Yeah. Paul Bissonette had the best take when it comes to the two Canadian teams that just got bounced, Toronto and Edmonton. He goes, when you've got finesse teams and they are forced to play five-on-five five against teams that can roll four lines deep, and come hunt you down, your play turns from finesse to <laughs> so That's pretty good. Yeah. How about the company you keep? This one was reported over the weekend. UFC middleweight champion Israel Adesanya's ex-girlfriend takes him to court for half of his wealth because, quote, they dated too long and she supported his career. That's a- not exactly a divorce. Ask every doctor's ex. 
I think I'm going to take you two to court because we've had a show for too long and I've loved you for too long. So yeah. I will be suing you. Well, and you supported us. <laughs> I supported you. Emotionally or financially? When does Adesanya fight next? I bet our guys out here know that we'll get to them in yeah, a Yeah, we'll ask him in a little bit. Uh, it's a good day to be San- to have Sandy Alcantara on your staff. So this is from Talking Baseball. This one's been on the, the Twitter Tuesday for like a month and a half, so I'm glad I finally got to it. The MLB is experimenting with a double-hook DH rule in the Atlantic League where a team will lose its DH if the starting pitcher fails to complete at least five innings. And uh, someone commented, it sucks that the people who run baseball actually hate baseball. I actually kind of like that punishment. I do too. I, I thought when I first heard it I wouldn't. Uh, but actually, it fights back against the little guys who tell you that a pitcher can't go against a lineup third time in a row. I don't like all these rules, including this one, but the players and the game bring it on themselves. Yeah. We shouldn't have to have, um, you know, the, the, the a rule on um, players not being able to play wherever they want. If a manager wants 10, 10 guys, 11 guys on the field, all standing in right field, you know, let them. I don't. Who cares? But the players can't police themselves. The players' association can't police their members. Baseball can't make them do what they need to do. So they come up with these cockamamie rules. It's on. This is on the players and the metrics people who have changed the game. I agree with you. I hate five inning pitchers, and there's way too many of them in Major League Baseball right now. But well done by Flaherty last night. He went, oh, he shoved. Side note. And uh, Archie Manning strikes again. This is from a report from Pro Football Focus. Arch Manning is not taking any NIL money until he's a starter. And apparently the mastermind behind this is one Archie Manning. So uh, this is Sarkeesian said this. He said the beauty of it for us and his NIL value, whatever it is, his grandpa won't let him take any NIL money. He said, you can take money when you become a player and you start. So, Archie Manning, the mastermind behind Eli Manning forcing his way out of San Diego before he ever ended up in San Diego, is now telling his grandson, uh, you're not making any money until you're a player, dude. I don't have a problem with it. And it's, you know, we could even say, oh, isn't that noble or whatever? But what about the kids whose family needs the money? I was going to say, I mean, everybody gave donald trump a whole lot of credit when he didn't take the check for being the president of the united states but did you really Pocket need change. it i mean Pocket come on change. so there are definitely people who need that nil money and it goes right back to their family so they can like eat a meal i don't know the last time that the manning family and to their credit i'm not saying you know hate the rich no. i'm just saying he's lucky that he can have that perspective and afford it I think Archie's right. I was a big fan of Archie when he was a player. I think that's that's a good policy for his family. But let's don't all grandstand on that one act and say, this is the way it should be, because it's just not. Notice how Rammer supports the Louisiana family? Funny how that works. Hmm. He, he was a Implicit saint. bias? Yeah. That's faux true. <laughs> was it, uh, by the way, you mentioned uh, Trump not taking the pay cut. Was it Ross Perot's wife who said, I'm glad my husband didn't win the presidency so I didn't have to move into a smaller house? I think that might be right. I, my, I, my, dad, wow. my dad told me that one time, and I was, I was doubling over laughing that's when I heard that. That's a hell of a line. That. That's a good line. That I is. think that's right, Cole. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when they attack you for your wealth, you just got to shove it yeah. right back and say, how do you like that? Okay. <laughs> All right. We are into hour number two, and when we return, Marcus Seidel and a client of his, Dominic Trippi, are in studio. We're going to have some fun. Stay with us. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.